So welcome back to part two with Adam Brown, and I'm afraid it's been a bit of an accident. <laughs> Adam, um, I appreciate you coming back on, um, but Me- <laughs> what's happened, lad? Guys, <laughs> I went for a wee. What? You went for a wee? In the break, <gasps> in the habits. I went for a break. Remember that as a kid, you used to have to, sorry. I went for a wee and then I seen new like punch bag and that and it. I thought, oh, would I have go that? Punched it. No, me wrist. <laughs> Nearly snapped. But Craig said it's full of water. So he's punched an aqua bag and the aqua bag is obviously full of water and he didn't have any wraps on or nothing like that. So he walked in <laughs> and he went, <laughs> just punched that bag. Oh. And then we've, um, we've, we've administered first aid um, for his arm and his wrist. And in the process, and the mental health, and his mental health, we put a bandage on just to make sure that we've covered all bases in case he make sure my Botox didn't move. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, we we're back for part two, but obviously there's been some injuries in the process. And Adam's just going to do their quick costume change: three, a two, oh, a one. Oh, he's, he's back. Do that on TikTok. Little he's, transition. He's got his back. Got a, li- got a little dint, but oh, not the major. Botox will have moved. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I pay good go money for this, you know. Just be naturally good looking like it's me. Bad in the background now. I don't know. Should have moved that. Um, it's all kind of leave it. Yeah. Take your phone off the table and turn it back on. <gasps> God, that's not organic. So come on, where was we up to? Hit me with so your we best was, so- shot. So we were speaking when we were finishing off where we were speaking about Can't remember. you basically where you what, what you've done. <laughs> right there. Swallow it. <laughs> the you, thing is with me, you know. Once I put a drink in my mouth and I laugh, it's coming out. It's coming out, and there's a lot of expensive it, equipment. It will be nose, it will be everything. So maybe um, for famines, I won't drink. We were saying like what you've done before your dance school so travel the world like literally okay. travel the world sit back um, get comfy and i'll shout again and then because obviously <laughs> where we've always said is that where you've come from to then even be in that opportunity never mind get the job and then go around mm-hmm. the world like that's a that's a massive significant thing and you did that when you was a baby absolutely well, we child scouts say baby when you're like 19 so you was, was you was you younger than or older than that you, you you speak about what you've what you've um, what you've done up until opening the school because you've done loads of amazing things. So inspirational, really. That's why we're doing it. Mm, I'm an inspiration. Messing. No. So basically, um, I went to dance college, left school, and I couldn't wait to leave school. Left school, auditioned, got into college. The first year, I didn't get a scholarship. Halfway through, actually, um, and then they wanted me to go full-time. Couldn't, obviously, afford it because back then, dance colleges didn't do, like, B-Tech courses and stuff like that, what everywhere does now. It was literally private. You literally had to pay. Like, it was, like, something ridiculous. Well, it wasn't ridiculous for the amount of training that I got, but it was, like, eight grand a term. So, like, what is it, like, four terms in a Mm. year? 
So like it was a lot of money, a, a lot, of, a, I and it's mom still and, a lot now. I remember my mum and dad like really like struggling and having a bicker, let's mm-hmm. call it, about paying for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think back then I was a bit like, "Why are you getting it?" And I'm sitting here with fucking shit boots. And the thing is, footy boots. That is. When um, I forgot to mention, I saw I started dancing at three because obviously our sister Heather went, um, and obviously everything she done, I was like. I want to do that. Mm. Like if she if she went to park in the in a pair of high heels, I'm going to park in a pair of high heels. <laughs> Everything what she would do, I'd be like, I am going to do it. To the um, point where Heather tried to um, run out the house and um, with her mates, with her mates, and Adam would like run behind, going, "Heather, you forgot me." Yeah, like I was one of them <laughs> little freaky kids. You 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 did love her. Um. So yes, yeah, so basically, I started dancing because of um Heather. And then Heather went to dance um college and then it got to the point where Heather had to pay her own fees so she was working wasn't she like an arm and a leg like she was constantly working constantly there wasn't she for ages and like she'd finish college then she'd she'd go to work and she'd go to work come home sleep go to college it was one of them things but back onto me because obviously it's about me but you know shout shout out to Heather HB um so basically I Left school, went to dance college, was there for three three years. And I think in second year, I had a wobble to the point where I was like, I don't want to do this. I, do you know where you get that. to like, a, a don't, I don't know what it was. I think I remember you saying, <clears throat> I'm not going, I don't want to go. And then my mum was like, the way she is, spent all this money on you and you're not going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when the thing is, she didn't pay. I was on a scholarship. Um, But... Like I, I think maybe everyone goes through a bit of a situation where you're you're halfway through it and it, it's kind of out. I, I did. I don't want to say boredom because I don't want to disrespect them because they did give me a scholarship to go there. But like I think you get so easy and comfortable within your situation. It's not maybe until it's took away from you you really respect it and go, oh wow, I really did have it good. Um, but then obviously I stayed. I graduated and stuff like that but when I was I was only speaking about this yes yesterday because obviously kids in my school have now gone to the um, colleges Harley was talking to the kids Harley's my best friend who also works in my school and um, she was talking about like us we 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 were having a show week in um, college and we we left rehearsals to go to an audition in Manchester mm. when if someone did that to me now wow I would hit the root i'd be thinking what do you think you are better than this whole show <laughs> but obviously i did because i thought i thought of thought of the shit. king dingling so me and two of our friends went um and like we got a call back and stuff like that and then the call back was um i think like i think we went the week before the show and then the call back was the week of the show so we had to tell our principal at the time because uh, we said we were sick mm. that's why we were all off all on the same day but then all came back in the whenever next day did, all was. bright and breezy yeah all made up because we got a call back in our first audition um and then i t- told her i was like hi I said i've been to an audition over the weekend <laughs> big lie mm. um i've got a call back and she was like so adam you either basically you choose the show or you choose or you choose the job i was like and at first i was like well obviously i'm going to fully fully 
be professional and choose the job. <laughs> so basically, I went to the job. Yeah. <laughs> um, Did you get the job? And no, I got on the books. It it was for, I can't remember what cruise ship it was for now, but we got on the books and then we came from, <laughs> I remember it so well, I was shit scared walking into the, to the dress run because I think all the teachers knew. So like mm. we went to the audition, got on the books and then went straight to rehearsals for the show. Um, and so that was that. So then that, that was one of the things that I got up to. And then I left college. No, I didn't. I auditioned in the July, got me contract for my first cruise ship in the November saw me contract, got me flight, and then left in the Feb. Mm. I left on Valentine's Day in 2013. I remember it. How old like were you then, then? I was just turned 19 in the November. Well, and, uh, where did you go on that cruise ship? Because I remember you, you was you away for six months or 12 months on that one? Nine. Nine months. It was a lot. It felt like, I think, because obviously I was around Liverpool a lot then, wasn't I, doing mm-hmm. bits and bobs. Um you were doing PT at the time. Yeah. I remember it. I remember. Um, and then what's it called? You were, it felt like you were gone for ages. It, it felt like I think you haven't been you haven't been anywhere away from home for two weeks. Never mind, fucking mm-hmm. nine months. So basically, I got the contract, and it was everyone in my year was like, "I'm going to do cruise. I'm going to do." So it was like kind of like all like all the teachers would would say like on cruise ships this is how it works so it was kind of drilled into us and brainwashed not brainwashed because i did want to Mm. him do it but it was kind of like forced upon you to this is this is your job or if you're aiming for for this this is what it will be so then when it actually became real i was like i think it, it didn't actually hit me until i started rehearsals i was like in what way as in Oh shit! This is a job. Yeah, people are expecting me to to do well now. This isn't a class where at the end of the class, Adam, you, you can fuck about it. Well done, you you did a good job there. Now you can go and have KFC with Hall. Like, it, it, yeah, this was you're getting paid to act to, to be a certain profession to entertain these people who spend thousands of pounds on this luxury 100%. cruise ship. You, you you have to grow up from being how old is you? Nineteen. I was nineteen, but a real baby nineteen. Yeah, you are. You remember? Remember? Like, like how old are you now? Twenty nine. <laughs> <laughs> you're twenty nine, and you're not a mature twenty nine because you're so playful and all the rest mm-hmm. of it. So being a nineteen year old, you motherfucker had to grow up pretty quick within that first week of auditions and all the rest of it or not auditions, mm. but training to understand the choreographing and all the rest of it. Within a week, you can't go from. Don't get me wrong, you probably still played about on the cruise ship and had fun and all the rest of it. Oh, I ran that ship. But from a professional standpoint, from being in training all your life mm-hmm. and in the college all your life, you had to grow up pretty quick in that week or, or two weeks of preparation to go onto but, the cruise ship and perform. the thing is, it was, I like met, I met the cast, well, half of the cast. We flew to Genoa in Italy. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to live in Italy, blah, blah, blah. Thinking I was the shit. I was. And got off the flight, blah, blah, blah. Was in this bus driving in this town. And I was like, what the hell? Still didn't hit me. Mm. Got in the hotel. We were talking, la, ha, ha. 
ah, having a joke, blah, blah, blah. When I have food, I was like, this food's a mess because I'm used to I'm used to nuggets. <laughs> All this P&M soup. You are fussy eater, though. Especially oh. back then, we spoke about the subway with different cheese on before. So, so the, fussy. So going to Italy with a new culture and a new and a new um they have pa- food on offer and they all have the rest pasta of it. as a starter and it like these just used to bring this <laughs> this bowl and I <laughs> a bowl like a washing up bowl that big full of pea and ham soup <laughs> with just bread all around it but the bread was like like rock hot and I'd be like can I not like order something? Can I have some chicken nuggies? Like can we not order our food? When we know you're working for a company now, mate. Like you get this what the food that you, you get, get what you're given. And I think back then, obviously, it was it was ten years ago since I since I like well no t- ten years in February. That's when it will be. Yeah, that is insane to think about that. Um, obviously things have changed now, but yeah. So it still didn't hit me then, and it wasn't until like the the end of the first day and the choreographer hated me and I mean she couldn't stand me and if Why? I think she trained in Merseyside with me oh. not with me but like she trained the same school as me yeah. so I think she already had a preconceived thing of like like to mm. be like I don't know what she thought. I still don't know what she thinks now because she hated me. If you do know Adam and you do this yeah. woman, message or comment, yeah. say, Actually, you was comment. a knobhead. You was <laughs> a knobhead. I didn't like you because you stuck up your own ass. No, but the thing was, I think because, again, I was young, I was maybe messing around in rehearsals and talking and laughing and thinking about my outfits. And I take, think if they, like, take think of this and... now, like imagine as a young dancer coming into one of your productions or a young person coming through, because we, we're going to be employing young people soon, part of the youth provision program, mm-hmm. uh, op- education, employment opportunities. We're so regimented in how we deliver our mm. projects and so regimented, probably more regimented than that woman who is, who is whoever, whatever her job was. She's doing it for a company. We are doing it, oh, bloody hell. We are doing it for our own company mm. and we understand the impact it has on Joe Bloggs and Becky and and Jennifer, either that be from a feeling of watching a production or actually making someone's life better Mm. from either preventing suicide or whatever. So if some kid comes in and starts fucking about, you won't you won't tolerate it. So Mm. I know what you were like when you were eighteen. You're like, do you know what I mean? I I was just you would be you would have been everywhere. I was picking up all kinds of like costumes and feathers and spinning it around Mm. like. I think now I see why, like, she must be, couldn't, she, she couldn't stand me. Um, but basically, it was But you have that effect on everyone when they first meet you, to be honest. <laughs> oh, well, love me or hate me, it's me, yeah, I'm I, real. I've, I've, got, um, I've got that opinion about myself as well. But basically, it wasn't until the first night I got to the hotel, I was like, I forgot every routine I've learned today. What am I meant to do in the morning? Re- and rehearsal started. The first day was like nine. She she was like, okay, I expect you in at half past seven to warm up and rehearsals will start at eight with a full show run. I was like, a full show run at eight? Mm. Oh, I'm going to be drained. But Adam, you're working now. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the way it is. Isn't you it? get a wage at the end of this week. This isn't classes. So basically, 
did the rehearsals for six weeks. She hates me for six weeks. She couldn't stand me for six weeks. And that, to me, I do have a problem with kind of like, I don't like it when people don't like me, even though I think that I think that comes from maybe like a job thing of like, it's drilled in, in me to be like, if you don't get the job, then you wasn't good enough. So I mm. can't, that kind of plays on my mind a bit to be like, that's ultimately self-doubt, isn't it? Mm, so I think that comes from that place. Um, so I was like that for six, for six weeks. Hi, Miss. <laughs> Even though she wasn't my teacher. I was like, trying to, to be like... Just, I think that's just trying to be um, fitting in on some yeah. level from a social element. We don't have... No one likes not to be fitting in or be part of a team. Even I, if you was part of a team, but you're not part yeah. of the team if she didn't like you. But then <clears throat> talking about you touched upon it then. Self-doubt like if you know adam now and some people probably watching this haven't got a clue who adam is either that be a member or one of our p- partners or whoever and if you don't know me you're living under a rock <laughs> <laughs> move your pebble bitch <laughs> <When he messes. laughs> i'm re- i'm i'm a real nice person um but if you don't know him ignore what he's being aggressive about is that you would presume aggressive? You ain't seen nothing. You, you would presume. <laughs> you would presume. <laughs> Sorry, very love. confident, um, mm. very eccentric. Nothing's going to phase Adam. Um, happy-go-lucky person. But even that was ten years ago. But we, I think, even now, you still have a level of of self-doubt because we're human beings. We all mm-hmm. have self-doubt to a degree. And no, nobody sees. No one sees that. But then knowing that ten years ago on a first cruise ship, we used to like. And then this person has been a bit like rejecting of you. It would have mm-hmm. been like that would have been really like crippling but for I, you. But I never showed it. No. And I think if maybe I would have showed it, she would have been like, "Oh, okay, he's like a, he's like a." That's a self defense no- thing, isn't it? A normal lad. That's a self defense thing because yeah. you don't want to be seen as a weakness. Yeah. I think that's a scouse culture. Even if you are weak or you are struggling, or you're struggling for money, you're still going buy a pair of fucking filling pieces the next yeah, day do you yeah, mean yeah. got 500 quid webs on you know what I yeah Sam just bought 500 pound webs but or a, I need got Botox of, or whatever do you know what I mean for the lefty <laughs> that type of thing <laughs> um, it's true though isn't it like you you try as a human mm. being or as a scouser you do everything to, to, to like I'm fine you know look at me I'm, I'm doing mm. well um, but that's just because you don't want to be seen as the weak person in, in the litter mm-hmm. when you're doing that job. Yeah. Because then that you probably think deep down, if I don't do this, then I will see it as that I can't do the job. And then mm. that's going in your brain. Well, if I can't do the job, then I can't do this, um, the show. Then I can't mm. do the show. Then I don't lose me. I'll lose my job. Do you know and what then mean? if I can't do the show, will the dancers hate me? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm the odd one out that I'm fucking struggling. Blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But again, we talked about resilience already in the first part, but the second part, that six weeks has probably built you to open up your own dance school. Oh, it didn't. No, it's helped. <laughs> I wanted to go home. <laughs> no, but you I was didn't. Thinking, I no, but you, that's the point. You didn't. Yeah. And you stayed there and you was yeah. like, like as much as it was fucking horrible and you hated it and you felt like, oh my God, again, maybe homesick or not, then you get through that six weeks and then another, what, seven and a bit months doing that particular first contract on that cruise ship anything else that comes after that well i've got experience mm-hmm. of surviving those six weeks so true so yeah. then i've got experience surviving those seven and a half months so if i can survive that then open up my own dance school with zero capital mm-hmm. and build it from the ground up with literally some mats that you that you jump on 
mm-hmm. and then if you haven't looked at Adam's Dance School, have a look at Adam's Dance School at the Brown Dance Company. It's a massive identity now. Mm. It's not a small thing. You're at the point where you need to, where you, you really, the next 12 months, you're going to outgrow it. Mm. So that resilience element was built in probably a lot before the six weeks of that woman yeah. disliking you. But it's, it's, it's a. Do you know what? What? I feel bad, don't I? Because she's mostly like, do you know what? I really dislike him. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't think she said, I think she couldn't bear me. But, and but regardless yeah. of what she did or she didn't, she might have had that personality, but that would have built some character where some people would crumble. Mm. Like, oh, no, I want to go home. I don't want to be here. Yeah. And that's not to say that these people are bad in any way, but it shows the level of, no, I will fucking do it. Mm. And someone says, you can't do something like, watch me, hun. And, watch me, hun. And when we got on the ship, like, I, I, I think... It still didn't click about I was I was about to dance on a cruise ship. It wasn't until we was with the big boss, like the big boss came on board on our first day on this on em, embarkation day. We <laughs> I I still laugh now because I think Adam, you absolute hit. But <laughs> I don't know the like, story. Um the choreographer is meant to come on board and set up your shows with you. But mm-hmm. because a, a new cast was coming to the rehearsal space, she had to stay and build their show up. So the big casting director, her name was Karen. She came on board with us. Everyone was like, Karen is coming. <gasps> we are going to have a hell two weeks. So that got drilled into us. All all other dancers who had done ships before was like, Oh my God, no, I don't. She is so strict, blah, blah, blah. You can't go out at night, this and that. So when she came on board, everyone had told me this person. So me as the scouser, I I was like, hi, Kaz, I love. Mm. Thinking now, I think, Adam, she was the boss. She employed you. <laughs> she was like this high up in a multi-billion pound com- company. And you're like, babe. And I called her Kaza. And I think to myself now, <laughs> what the hell? And so, but I think because everyone tiptoed around her, and she, I, she I, to you. I was this fresh-faced young little shit, positive energy individual who play. called a cassette. We just laughed and we spoke, and even the dance captain, she she'd be so strict with the dance captain, but would say to me, "Oh, um, Adam, babe, just make sure." in that routine, make sure you pull a bit to the left. And mm. the dance captain would say, yeah, Adam, and make sure that, and mm. she, and she'd be like, okay, I'll sort that. Like, yeah. I, and then it wasn't until the ship actually moved and she was there. And I think the first, our, our initial bonding thing was me to be me. I went, oh, fucking hell, it's moving. How can I fucking dance on this? Making a big <laughs> scene out of it. And she, and she went, because I didn't know she was standing there. You are on a fucking boat. I didn't know it was here at the time. So yeah. then she laughs and then I went, who's that woman? And then uh, yeah, uh, everyone was like... Yeah, she's the director of everything, basically. That's the casting director. And I went... I went Hi, Kaz. I was like, Hi, Karen. <laughs> like, <laughs> thinking, I've just made a show of myself. I've just swore. I've just about fell over on the stage and we aren't even out at sea. We we were like literally, literally getting off. Pulling away from the bear. But then again, I think that's that's a that's a good testament for 
anybody who's watching, either that be starting off in a company or starting off in a dancing company mm. or starting off anywhere. And it, this is this is dead cliche. But if you're not yourself, you're being someone else and you can't sustain that character mm-hmm. for long. So then that's when you probably build that relationship with that woman. She's like, you're just being dead organic. He's yeah. just being dead genuine. And I think when I first started this company, I was trying to, I think I was trying to play a character a little bit. Mm. And I used to go to meetings in suits. And I used to go to... I um, don't even own a suit. I don't own a suit anymore. I would do, actually. I've got fit pro soon. Oh yeah, um, I think it's gonna be some sort of rude, <laughs> rude joke. What uh, the hell? I don't know. Special suit, <laughs> my uh, birthday suit, <laughs> baby. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I used, to, I used to, when I started the company, I was, I was doing like meetings and suits and stuff. Now you don't see me. I don't even wear pants. Mm. I wear shorts everywhere oh. I go. Like I don't go to meetings in shorts with real clinical people from a mental health perspective that lead on strategies and agendas to improve not just like locally in Blaken, but the northwest mm. beyond the northwest the north for example is in a meeting with the with the nhs and a few other partnerships around um improving physical and mental health and i'm sitting here in hoodie because mm. i know who i am and it takes time to find that yeah but even at a young age yes you were nervous and you were doing x y and z and you just didn't know where you fitted in i guess but when you f- felt a threat to a degree, you was like, why, babe? I use organically mm. you, and that saved you well because the dance captain was a prick or whatever. Mm. Um, <laughs> I'm gassing everyone out today <laughs> on like this person. This we'll person. get loads of comments going, Adam, we thought you liked us and all the rest of it on it. Oh, no, they never didn't. No. I made it well away. So how many more um, cruise ship tour slash contracts did so you do So basically, I worked for Costa for nine months and they offered me a ship at the end of that contract and i think after nine months for the first contract i was like i need a break like Mm. and it's so like cringy to say but i feel like actually i'll get to that in a second but yeah i was like no no i'm done like i really really need time to just to just be me and just, just chill just 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 be funny again i kind of like lost like remember on that ship i got so big in mm-hmm. in the gym like everyone's like i don't miss that even you but because it got to the point where i didn't have nothing else to do we'd been to all the ports yeah. for like the last just three, rotating in and out, the yeah. last three months i was i was like i've been there i've been to that cafe i've done that i've do i've done it all i'm bored now so then I'd, I'd literally live in the gym now. You couldn't get me to live in the gym. <laughs> I do enjoy it, don't I, sometimes, yeah. but... You dig yeah. your toe. So then I'd done that chip, and then I had a break, went home. I In between all my jobs, I've taught classes and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and then I worked for Princess Cruises for two different contracts. Um, I sailed around Asia, so like Japan... Um, I remember going to Japan I was, and I, I couldn't compute it in my brain. I was like, yeah, somebody I know is going to Japan. I loved it. To work, either that be um, in on the cruise ship or like disembarking people and mm-hmm. all the rest. And I, like, I, I still think to this day, I'm like, I know someone who's gone to Japan and worked. Like that's just from where we come from. Yeah, I can't, it's, like it's just mad, isn't it? And and I still, I, I used to walk around and be like, I'm in like Tokyo, but I'm from Chubru. <laughs> like, and nobody would really think like that. Only my 
mad brain would think like that. And then there's like, uh, so yeah, we sailed around like Japan and South South Korea and Taiwan and all that stuff. And then on the next contract with Princess, I did the South Pacific. So I done TG and um, Masawer, or is it, or somewhere like that. And the Maldives and Hawaii and all that mad stuff. And, all the places and that you'd always want to go to. Australia. Yeah, you went to Australia as well, I remember that. Um, Indonesia and all them places where, where to go to, to fly to now is really expensive. And yeah, you got, like, you got paid to do these jobs. That, that contract I didn't really enjoy because I didn't really enjoy my cast. Again, I'm being nasty, There's but a pattern, yeah. it, it's like it's just it's just real, really. Yeah. Um, and I've grown as a person. Uh, so basically, yeah. Um, so the, I only wanted to bring that up because obviously people see dance in school and all the rest of it, but we've we've touched oh, upon I've this. I've done more than that. Do oh, you want? We? Yeah. Do you want? Do you want me to speak a bit more? Uh, <laughs> so basically, sit back, get comfy, um, yeah. and then basically after that ship came home, taught loads, went full time teaching a bit and then one day i got a phone call and i was like who's this and then a, a principal i was working for at the time was like hi adam a job has come through blah 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 it's this it's this it's this they were on britain's got talent i was like okay i said i'm not going to say get over the phone because this is this, yeah. this is mad like i need i need a day or two so then i was like okay let's go and have a talk with the man who owns it blah 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 let's see what the situation is so then basically took the job on board and i was like a choreographer slash dancer for boogie storm mm -hmm. and that's where that came from and at the time i was a bit like oh like because the whole situation with with a different dance teacher at the time and i didn't want to backstab them and stuff like that but at the end of the day i, I was like it's a job yeah. it, it, i'm not coming for nobody's gig it's been all it's been offered to me and i'm going to take it so then took took that on i was choreographer for boogie stone it was a while weren't it for about i want to say about three years yeah it felt long but then again you went all over the world with them didn't with you them, it, like literally it everywhere was mad like like I didn't know this until I got involved, but like obviously the fourth of July is Star Wars Day, like the mm. f like the fourth be with you or something it's called yeah. something crazy like that. All the Star Wars fans don't come for me. It's really? May the fourth. <laughs> <laughs> it's fourth of December, you know. It's the fourth or something. I've just spat. Um, sorry. Um. So basically, we flew all around the world, but on the May, May the 4th... Um, Not July the 4th. No, we'd have like four different teams out all over the world. Yeah, I remember So that. like, we'd fly... But didn't you manage... Not, I don't know if it's the right word, manage, but then you like direct them all. I, and all, like, I like was them. a tour man, man, manager on one or two of them because like like the man who um, owned it would have to go with, with a different team. One or two of them. So like, we'd fly to San Francisco and someone else would fly to to sweden or switzerland or like in london and yeah we were we was basically all all over the place um and then i i remember saying to the man who um, owned it um i was like okay at the end of this year i'll step back 
from being a dancer. I'll still be I'll still be involved as much as you want me to be, but I want to open my school and blah blah blah. That's my next step. Um, and he was like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. So then I I opened the school. I was still involved in it, but it was kind of a thing where I was living out of a suitcase and then like I'd run to the mm. school and the school was kind of having like a back step in it because I'd have to try and get teachers to cover me in my school, which I was trying to build. So then it wasn't a, a representation of myself. No. Um, so then like I always say it like this when, when, uh, when everyone goes, Adam, like, why did you leave? Like, I like, it's cringy to say, but this is how I look at it. It was a kind of a thing like, when girl bands split up, mm. it's kind of like one person wants to go and do their own thing. That's how I look at it. Like, all those, I'm sure we still a part of it now, but I knew that I'd come to my time within it and I wanted to go and do my own thing now because I've seen a scene brand built and I was like, well, I want my own brand. So like, I think if you if you if you're dipping your toe in the water, only your toe's going to get wet. Mm-hmm. If you jump in, all he's going to get wet yeah, and yeah, you're fully yeah. committing to it. Yeah. So then that's how I kind of happened in here is that I was working for a job that I fucking hated. 100%. And it was, it was like, I Charlotte, it was killing me inside. Like, just on, it, on, it, on every measurable way, I just didn't enjoy waking up to go and do that. So then I was kind of doing this, trying to build this company just doing fitness classes and the old saying goes and I'm sure everyone's going to laugh at me when I say this we started with a skipping rope because that's what I say and mm-hmm. like that's true like look what we fucking got like we've got a lot more than a skipping rope now we've got like fucking 25 in there we've got, we've got a shelf we've got a shelf um, and like I was I was just doing little bits here and there and I would come and nobody would be here at like 7 o'clock Same. and I'm going to have to hire still. the room for £7 and I'll be sitting here going, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, mm. no one's coming to these classes. And then when I left that job, which was on decent money mm. for my age, I was on good money. And Charlotte said to me, um, why don't you just leave and just fully commit to rage? And I was like, well, I've got to fucking pay my phone bill. I've got to put petrol in my car. Yeah. I've got to do X, Y, and Z. She went, we'll get by. So yeah. if it wasn't for Charlotte, and I haven't really said this publicly a lot, really, like maybe I've said to a few people, if it wasn't for Charlotte, I don't think we would be at where we're at because she paid for my phone bill. Mm. She bought me food, so we could really. Well, she she put faith in me. Mm. So, so she put her eggs in, in in my basket. Was like, yeah, go ahead, do it. I know. I think she knew I had some capability on some level. So that's when some like people say, "Why you work as hard? You had to put a post up about Billy the other day." And he is a good anchor. He drives me because mm. you want to provide a life. And I'm sure everyone says this that we d- we had to want to give that life to Billy, and he's nowhere near that life now. Mm. What the house he lives in? Do you know what I mean? There's food in the cupboards. Mm. We've he plays in here. Do you know what I mean? Like he's 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 in a good environment already, or beyond what we got brought up in. But like I'm always repaying that debt to Charlotte mm. because. If it wasn't for her, then I'll be like still in a job that I fucking hate. But she's like, no, have a go, see mm. what happens. And push and jump, yeah. So then that, that's why my worth ethic is 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 consistently high. I don't need to make this podcast. Do you know what I mean? I don't need to promote it. I don't mm. need to build a business. I don't need to get more members in. 
but I do it because I care about people's well-being. Mm. I don't want to be. I don't want people to be where I once was. Either that be from addiction perspective, poor physical health, poor mental health. Um, and I know what we're capable of doing for those people who don't know, don't yet know about us. But then I do it also for Charlotte because she she took a gamble ultimately, mm-hmm. and we've only known each other for like it a was, year and a half. Yeah, I was supposed to. And she's like, "Yeah, go ahead." And I was like. Do I do it? Or do we just fucking mm. carry it? I think I carried on because I was so nervous of like, as you know, you don't take anything off anyone. Like we, where we come from, where our work ethic, our work ethic is what gets us by. We don't want to rely on anybody. So as soon as that day, I kind of, I think it took like two months, two more months before I said, I'm leaving basically. Um, and, I, and, I, and I saved most of that wage. So like when I left, I had some money to like pay bills and that. Um, when I left that company, let's say the Monday morning that I, that I left, I think I worked like 17 hours straight the next day, 17 hours straight the next day, 16 hours straight, doing random meetings with people I didn't even fucking know, just to get them in and try and build brand awareness mm. of fitness classes. That was the only thing that we did. Fitness classes is what we did. In the space of like two weeks, we had like fucking 40 people in a class. And it was just mm. little simple things. Um, so then you saying that you was in doing boogie storm yeah it's amazing look what you're a part of but is it a true calling to yourself like it was don't get me wrong loved it but it wasn't mine and i knew i knew that at the end of the day it was kind of a thing where if if i don't leave now then i won't leave and i'll stay and then my school will won't be a school it will never be a school will it? it will be a club do you know what I mean? Like and an that's after, what it was. After school club. Look, that's what it was. You it was, was in Holly Lodge, and I remember having this conversation with you. I remember. I remember. It, it is, I don't have a good memory, but I remember this conversation. I think you was upset or something happened about your speaker because you left your speaker in the cupboard. Someone broke my speaker. <laughs> and it sounds dead simple, but a speaker is your life. But the thing is, back then I didn't have exactly money. So, like having a speaker, that's maybe worth two hundred pound. Mm. and 200 pounds is a lot of money nowadays mm. to be honest but when you go in to do one of your classes and you've got like five kids waiting there or six kids waiting there and then you have to press play on your fucking iPhone back or then he had about two. Oh, he had about two and you press play on your iPhone and the music's just not there so your brain's not there and mm-hmm. it's just the feel of the classes shit I remember walking in and I came I was in Liverpool then I don't know, don't know what I was doing or what um and he was like, oh, yes, yeah, so someone's been in here and broke me equipment or broke the little connector on me thing. Mm. And I went, just fucking leave then and build your own school. And I think because I gave you, kind of gave you a little, he was like, yeah, I can. And that self-belief really started to blossom inside you just because the fucking speaker broke. No, I always wanted to move from there. Yeah, I know you did. I'm not saying you didn't because you did. But I'm saying sometimes you do need that little push like Charlotte was my push. And build a fucking thing. The the reason why it got to the point where I was like, I really need to leave was remember because every May and June when schools yeah, have yeah, yeah, G- yeah, yeah, yeah. G- GCSEs and A levels, I was in that hall where they, said can't be. where they would move me to the main hall and I couldn't take everything. So then like two oh, yeah, two months that. out of ev- every year, I was there for a year and a half. But uh, they would move me loads of times. Um, I feel like it was more than that, though. 
I think these are the exams at the end of the year as well. So mm-hmm. like these moved, these moved me like four months out of the year. I wasn't able to run as I would run. Yeah, because you only had you only could only take so much stuff over to that yeah, side. Because like it's a bit I, of a walk, wasn't it? I weren't allowed <coughs> half of the stuff, and then like things would get moved because the room that my stuff was stored in wasn't just for me it was for the drama club and so all my stuff would get used and not get put back right and I was thinking I hate this and the thing is with me like if I put something there and I don't go back why is it not there Hmm. regimented like it really annoys me so that's when I started to look for this for for the school and when I say I viewed places as big as this table and as big as the Asda I viewed every size. Do you remember that one you went to in, in is it Dovecot? In Dovey? Did you come with me? I didn't come with you, but you sent me a link and I went, what are the fucking business rates on that? Oh it, my God. So not, you can't obviously see the size of this building, but it's the biggest building. I'm sure it was like twice the size of this on three floors. And I went, Dad, it, it was how many kids you're taking in? What's the business rate? You went, I don't know, but I want it. And I was like, no, right. Adam, the rent alone would just make, would, 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 would kill you within a month like it was massive that what i want to say is <laughs> no word of a lie primark in, yeah in it was a primark in liverpool town center it, <laughs> it, it like when you think about it, it like like that like it was yeah like it took me about an hour and a half to walk around the whole of it when i was in the first view first view and i only went to one because it because then it, I, I calculated the rent and all that um but I viewed literally every single place. But the thing is, right, which is really, really mad. And faith, is it fate or faith? Fate, maybe. Fate, when things are meant to be. Is fate. That, is that the word? The school that I'm in now, or the building that I'm, that I'm in now, when I was opening the school, that popped up. But me, I want everything all nice. Mm. I went, oh, scroll past it. Because I was like, no, that's disgusting. But then when I wanted something to work and I knew I had the drive inside me, don't care what it looks like. No. I'll make it work. But the shows in the year and a half, how much my me, me brain had changed to be like, oh, it, need, it needs to be perfect. Because I wasn't used to hard work yeah. before I opened. Now I'd been open a year and a half. I know what hard work is. Don't care what it looks like. I'll make it work because I've worked work my ass off now. And you've, you've gone from fucking diddly squirt not yeah, a fucking yeah, yeah. mirror, not a mirror. And like I've got mirrors, obviously. So mm. you know, I'm, I'm fucking expensive. Their mirrors are, and you've yeah, got yeah, like yeah. what nine or ten or something on the wall. Yeah, it's a lot. So then, when you know that you're capable of building a studio and a school all by yourself, literally mm. by yourself, and you can build a gym by yourself, yeah, it, it didn't look anywhere as like this. And your oh school God, didn't. Yeah. Your school never. But then again. Doesn't have to be perfect. Just start small and mm. build. Start small and build. Even if that's with wanting to go to a dance class and you're a seven year old and you're fucking shit scared, mm. or you're a you're a twenty five year old man and you want to start doing um, fitness, but you're so insecure about how you look. Just come to one class and you start building mm. that resilience. If you want to start a business, oh. start a business small. I this is what I do with 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 my kids now. Like when mums. Um, message about like classes. Everybody wants everything online, and can have prices and a timetable and days and this and that. And I say, yeah, pop into the school because 
if you really, really want it, you will come in and see me. Mm. And then, one, you can get a feel of the school. You can have a look around if you're anxious before you even start. And two, you you meet me, meet Will. Hi, babe. Hope you're good, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So it becomes three things that is already on your mind on your first day is done before your first day. Yeah, conversion rate higher. So they come in and the standard glued to the moment. I say, oh, hi, babe, have you danced before? This and that, blah, 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 blah. And then now mums might be like, what? But I don't speak with the mums. Yeah. I constantly, so have you danced before? And kids go, and I say, have you danced before? And they go, no, or yeah. Mm. And all they have kids like, yeah, I can do this. And I think, okay, calm me. Do you know what I mean? Take a chill pill. Or, like, I, I get onto that level now with it. And, I, and I've learned that over the years because when I first opened, I was, like, trying to please everyone. I'd, moms were like, Adam, can I bring the fees in next week? I'd be like, yeah, just make mm. sure you come back next week. Cause I need that money to pay me fucking rent. No, like, it would be like, like, I, I was... I was begging for the people, which mm. ev, which everyone is, even if you, I don't know, own a shoe shop or something, come and buy shoe shoes. Shoe shop. Um, but you are, though. You, you, you try and please every single Tom, Dick and Harry when you're trying to start up like that because... Oh, God, just, yeah. Once you're in that phase, and I think when success becomes around you, then you kind of, like, take your foot off the gas a little bit. I don't think either of us have, as in... I have days where I, where I think, Adam you could have done more there. And then I have a week of like constant push and push and push and push and push. And, push. Yeah. and then I have a day where, where, oh, I think it's maybe things like, and I think this is because I'm on a level with the kids. Like say we win at a competition and we win 27 cups against amazing, amazing schools. I say the next day we're in, when I've got them all in, I buy them all pizza and we chill and we mm. talk and this pizza. and this and that and we really we should really train but then I think no I'm, a, I'm on a level with them kids I want them to know like I'm proud of them they've done they've really worked hard so then we sit we sit and we chill and then I think took my foot off the gas I think, a bit there I think what you have to remember but as well the there's also at the end of the day there's also a balancing act of life is that if I and I, this has been a, a big, massive, huge adjustment for me, is that I'm a workaholic to create success for me, whatever that looks like. Mm -hmm. People see wealth as success. People see happiness as success. People see a brand as success. Um, I think success to me is everything in, everything, everything I mentioned there and, and more. But to be successful, I believe, worth ethic can't be um, overlooked. So then when Billy came along, and I've used, I've said this before, and I think Charlotte thinks Billy's the bane of all my problems, but he's not. Billy's the best thing that's in my life. But there was a transitional period where Billy came into our life, and I was like, I can't, I can't do all that work or work as hard as I can. So then I have to slow down and, and, and let the guys take over a little bit and let Charlotte take over a little bit and then bring other people in to develop strategies around certain things. And then since that's happened, slowing down has helped me when I have to speed up and really promote mm -hmm. the business and all the rest of it because you can't always be a hundred fucking million miles an hour. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. coming from me, somebody who gets mm -hmm. up early and all the rest of it and all that bollocks, Mr. Motivator. Um, 
but if you don't have that balance and you go in, the kids are like, come on, let's fucking do it. Mm. The, the, the babies, at the end of the day, aren't they? They have to enjoy the successes. Yeah. To them, winning a cup is amazing. I've been to some of the dan- to, to some of the shows and I've watched that um, that video when you went to Haven mm. and all the little faces and all the rest of it. So the downtime is important for either that be a kid trying to win a dancing cup or someone trying to improve how they physically, mentally feel. You can't always be 100% on it. There's a mm. balance and act to it. And, and I think as well, I think because I am on a level with the kids and I laugh with the kids, not a lot of print not a lot of principals do that no like they're seen as oh there's the principal up there like blah 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 and like kids are like stay in your lane kids are meant to be seen Mm -hmm. not heard shush blah 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 like i sit on the floor with the kids and and they go well that's this boy in school and and (laughs) and and then i go how old are you i'm seven i'm in year two and i think you talking about boys babe i go love you've got you've got your whole life ahead and then I think, Adam, why are you sat on the floor talking about boy <laughs> problems with a seven-year-old? But then that sees them at that young age. They can come up to me, however I old they speak are. Speak about anything. To, like, lots of things have gone on with the school with, like, mums and dads and, and, like, some kids who don't have dads around and stuff, stuff like that. And they've come up to me and said, Adam, like... I I don't I I don't feel a bit good today or just like loads of things. Not that I will get into it because it's not it's not my choice to. No, it's confidential. Do you know it? what I mean? That's but the way it, it shows that the that on a level of trust is that they uh, confide in you. So then yeah. then, then you can bring that negative energy out and put in positive energy because that's and, what you do ultimately. And this is what leads back to us before to say, like, we're more than a dance school. Yeah. And we're like, that's our we're not phrase. your traditional dance no. school. Like, I'm not a person who teaches classes and then goes, okay, bye, and then I'm not bothered about them. Like, some kids text me and say, Adam, can I, can I come in straight, straight from school instead of to go home? And I'm like, oh, yeah, babe, I'll come in and I'll, I'll open the school at three, and then you can just come in straight, straight yeah. from school. And then they go upstairs and they chill. They do make a lot of noise, and I go, guys, shut, shut up! up. But I would rather them be upstairs screaming, laughing, doing all TikToks <coughs> than on the streets messing about and, and you don't know the, what they're up that to. That shows the safe space element, doesn't it? That people underestimate around everything. And that is my quotation of why I opened the school. Adam's dream was to always open a safe space to, for everyone to be whoever they want to be successfully. My drag. ABDC. Um, so that's, that kind of leads us on to the next point, is that um, your upbringing. Mm-hmm. I really need to wait. <laughs> I have to hold it. Oh, dear, really <gasps> Should have went before. I've drunk loads of water. Do you want to run for a wee? Yeah, can we cough there a minute? Is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Because uh, that goes through me. One day, got and then do you know what? I'm gay. <laughs> What did he say? What did he say? I don't know. I said, listen, I said, <laughs> I said listen, I'm quick. I said, one day, get oh, I'm gay. <laughs> Screaming. One sec. Shall we crack on then? I'm glad I got that yawn out because I wanted to yawn before and I was going. You have to swallow them, don't you? I'm, like, I'm not bored. I'm just really tired. I was being, being burning work at both hands. So we're back after our toilet break 
and we were speaking about, well, we was going to speak about um, Adam's upbringing to a degree, but more focused on Adam coming out that he was gay in Liverpool, which is a rough and ready city anyway, and can be quite homophobic on, on some level. Quite. Um, well, a lot. I, this is why I think it's worth speaking about, because my limited experience is only through your mm-hmm. experience and what the limits... The, the short amount of time we've 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 spoke about it, and it's probably the first proper time we're going to try and speak as much as we can mm. do in the last ten minutes or so about what was it like um, identifying that you was gay. Don't Second. give me three questions in one because I will forget them. No, I'm saying broadly. Okay. okay. Broadly, like what was <laughs> it like coming to terms with that? Because I don't know what that feels like, mm. especially as I said, in a scout city where it's all about lad. Yeah, fuck. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Then you went to an all-boys school, mm. and I know what the golly pit was like. And second, remember the, <laughs> yes, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the golly Good pit is just a disgusting place to be if you was in there. And then um, thirdly, like, what was your experience of growing up? Was you subjected to a, um, what's the, what's the right way of saying it? Homophobia, homophobia, and any other um, disrespect towards you? from your sexuality growing up in mm-hmm. Liverpool? And then how did that affect you physically, mentally, emotionally? And speak about that for the community, I guess. So basically, everything what you could think of, every word, every emotion, every person in my community have, has gone through that in some stage. Even if they say, oh, no, I'm, like, I... I, I've never been called that. They have, but they just maybe don't want to admit it because it's kind of a thing of like, again, like we spoke about before, it's kind of like when you're showing your true self, you're showing a, a weakness of it. Um, so like there'll be times where like, because I was it, it was a, a well-spoken about thing within my school, an all-boys school, like, um, oh, do you know that Adam Brown dances? Like it would go around the school mm. and it would like, it would be mad for a week and then no one would speak about it. And then it would start again by one person and go, oh yeah, he's a queer, he dances. Mm. So then it would be like every so often it would pop up and then I'd go, at first I'd be like, oh my God, no, just all about it. And then I'd hear about it or like someone would speak about it at the, at the back of the class and go like, Oh yeah, he's a fucking gimp. Him, he goes to dance and blah blah blah. <laughs> now I think what a fucking thing. But back then, it's I was seven, no, in year seven, and I was like, oh my god, oh my god. And all my friends who I went there with, friends who honestly, I don't know what they're up to now, but um, like they were all like, I was like, oh yeah, I've got loads of mates to go who, who like left year six and blah blah blah, and we're all in year year seven. Basically, nearly every one of them turned against me and it was kind of a thing where I'm like, okay, so all my mates who I thought was my mates are not my mates. Um, and obviously, you make new mates. Yeah. Because I was in all, like, the thick classes. Well, not thick. I'm dyslexic. But, you know, I was in year five. I mean, mm. yeah, not year five. <laughs> I meant step, step five. five. Oh, thick. Um... So, like, I made on all new mates. Um, 
and it's mad because obviously in like year seven, eight, nine, ten, like maybe even year year eleven, you don't speak about it. Like you don't go, are you gay? Because because I'm gay. Do you yeah, know? Like yeah. there's not there's no conversation because like you're still young. Like you're still like in like your brain of like like you don't even maybe think about stuff like that. Uh, and again, years ago, like obviously it was over 10 years ago that I was in school, like year seven, I went to year seven in, I left school in 2009. So what year would I have been in year seven? I don't even know. Don't even know. Was Five it? years I was in school. So would it be 2009? I mean, two, 2005, 2004? 2004. So imagine it's like, that's nearly 20. 20 years. It's mad when you think about it, isn't it? You can see how much the world has been more accepting only in the past five years. If that. So... If that. Yeah, if that. Maybe the past two years? Two years, I would say, from my limited knowledge. So imagine... Tr- not like... A, do, you, do you know what I mean? Like, a lot of people have been through this. I'm not the only person, so don't come for me if you're thinking that I'm going on about myself. But you can only speak about but your life experience, though, can't you? Like... 20 years ago, it wasn't 20 years ago, was it? Say 15 years ago, it was, it's not as accepting as it, as it is now. So say if someone goes now, do you dance? Someone would say, yeah, but because it's all over TikTok, because it's all over Instagram, mm. because it's a, it's a generational switch of... Oh, it's fun to dance now because on TikTok you get loads of likes. Get you, money for it. You get loads. Of, blah blah. You blah. get paid to do a TikTok video. Then it, it. What was TikTok? You. We didn't even have Instagram then. No. Like it. It. It was like what? Why are you, you dancing for? You're you a weirdo. You oh my god! You dance. <laughs> All that stuff. So then it became a thing of like, like I kind of maybe hid it for a bit, and then I think it got to like maybe like year nine or year ten. And I was like, do you know what? I'm not even actually asked about it. And I think when I done work experience, <laughs> in I done work. <laughs> you like, you understand why we're laughing about Adam's work experience? So oh, God bless. Remember you doing so this one? I done work ex- experience in um, in a horse riding farm, <laughs> um, and I loved it. Remember, I loved it. Mm. I come home stinking. Mm. Like, but I think after that, because like I got out of school and met different people, I was kind of like, oh my god, I know what I want to do now. I'm going to be a dancer. Like, yeah. that was like you, um, the realization, like, yeah, that, that, that's what I want to do because I don't want to do that, for example. Yeah. You're using the real world, mm-hmm. sampling a real job that people do because yeah. you're just working alongside people. And you're like, no. My passion is dancing and my yeah. passion is who I am rather than hiding who I am and all the rest of that. And plus, like, in school, you get taught, like, like you have to do this because you can't dance for the rest of your life and blah, blah, blah. Mm. And I, I remember when, sorry to interrupt because I have to, have to say this because I, I would forget. I remember your catchphrase used to say this all the time. I don't need mats to dance. Do you remember? I'm not going to maths because I don't need it because I'm going to dance. Remember Miss, Mrs. K, you had her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had her. She was like, Adam, you can't dance forever. Yeah. And I and me being Mrs. Sassy Pants, I went, Miss, and I, I need to count up to the number eight, five, <laughs> six, seven, eight. 
And I remember it. And now I think if someone said that to me, I'd slap them. I'm surprised Mrs. K never just fucking dropped you. Yeah. Like what? Miss K, if you're if you're oh, watching, yeah, she's still alive. Oh. oh, I hope she is. God bless her soul. But basically, back to me because I'm the star of this show. Yeah. Um. So basically, where was he up to? You saying about like you were going back to school in year nine, and you think that you you wasn't afraid to hide it anymore yeah. around dancing. Um. So yeah, so I did that, went back, and then I can't. I kind of was like, no, I know, I know what I want to do now. And then that's when my attendance started to become really, really bad. Remember, I was like off school for like sixty percent of the year. I refused to go in school. I was like, no, I know what I want to be. Blah blah yeah. blah. Um, bad back then. Really, really, and I think that was maybe a mix of like, don't want to go to school, can't be bothered with school. I know what I want to do now, and. To think I went through, like, loads of, like, you could call it, like, name-calling, bullies, all that stuff. Like, you're, you're gay, you're a queer. E, why do you dance? That's disgusting. You're so gay, blah, 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 blah. Now I think, wow, I was so fucking headstrong. Because mm. if someone was cu- was coming at me like that It would be every angle in school. Never mind, oh. just one person over there saying it. It was yeah. every single person in school, probably. Oh, God, yeah. And not even just from my class, like my year or years above or years years mm. on years on to me, like St. Teddy's and all the rest of it, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? And like, Carolina and that. It was a lot. And then like I'd have like maybe like girls who was maybe in my dance school at the time would be cousins with boys in my school and then like do you know, just like a relation, oh oh yeah, you dance with da, 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 all that shit, but yeah. But so now I think, wow, I was so fucking headstrong at that time. Like the like the name calling and the shit that like us gay people have to go through, and straight people who 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 do who jobs on in the stigma of like like a woman who drives a bus or something stupid yeah. like that. Like it's not of obviously just me who's a, who's a dancer, but like. So, like I was so headstrong at that at that time. And you're only like when you're in school, you're still a baby, aren't you? I remember when I was like, and I was so like young in the head, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. You're like you're, you're such an immature person. Mm-hmm. Never matter, like get all this negativity yeah. thrown at you because then again, being headstrong is is, is one conversation, but the second conversation is you survive that negative loop constantly mm-hmm. for four years and it doesn't stop when you finish school i presume it yeah. doesn't stop when you finish school it will, it will be persisting all the way it's through where, it's where you live and and stuff like that and i think now i think of it as like like you say it all the time just put your ego down but mm. the thing is with with me and it's not unless you kind of go through it yourself like I've built this like sassy brand. Everything has to be major and in your face because I've had to build that like wall up of protection. So automatically everyone goes, he's snotty, he's got an ego. No, I don't. Before I allow you in, I've got that wall up Mm. or I'm going to give myself my all first. And then if you're going to meet me halfway, then I then I will go there. But like form. I've built a brand up, and I've got a whole brand now. And if some and if someone tries to do what I do, they'd be like, "Well, that's kind of Adam." Yeah. Because it's so built up to the point where all my kids are sassy. Everything's over the top. Everything's major. 
I never do something what someone has done before, or if I do, I twist it on its head and turn it inside out and make it me. Um, so I've built a brand up of an ego that I have had to build in the generation I built, I, I, I grew up in. Um, and I don't think it's necessarily an ego thing. I think it's, it's you, you've thrived and survived something I've never experienced, mm. probably something Jordan's ever experienced. Maybe seventy percent of the people who watch and listen to this podcast have never experienced. We mm. can't. We can go. Oh yeah, but, and nod but, and agree. But we can nod and agree, and, and mm. we can have some level of empathy towards whatever that emotion mm-hmm. is. But for me, I get anger thinking of people doing that to you. But then at the same time, I'm proud of you that you've gone through that and th- and and thrived and look at your company based mm. on what you've done to protect yourself and go. Yeah, and Mrs. K, I will dance forever. Mm. And even when my mum said it, when, even when my mum said it's like, no, I didn't have to go to school. This, no, Julie, I'm not going to school because I'm going to be a dancer. And then you've stuck to that. And then you're an inspiration to your kids, obviously, who mm. come in and, and, and watch, you, watch you teach and then your YouTube channel and all the rest of it. It's that it could be seen as ego, but it's, it's also, this is who I fucking am. Mm. So if you want to... And this is what I've had to be to survive to get to where I am now so <clears throat> so like it's not it's not like I think I'm this I think I'm that it's who I am of what I've had to get through to to be this way in clan and when you see that success and you know it works mm. just keep repeating that because you, you you you've grown to to be a man that is successful within Liverpool scene and beyond that so internationally, obviously you've been everywhere. Then you go outside of Liverpool, outside the Northwest. I've drove around, I've drove you around enough times on your workshops going, Craig, do you want to go to Scarborough? No, I don't want to go to Scarborough. It's fucking four hours away. But we go and we... Oh, but he goes and he loves it. Yeah, sell the merchandise, I love it. Um, but then that ego or that stepping stone of success has led you to new cities and and, and towns to do your workshops and just be authentically you Mm. and then if that's not a powerful message for young people who are struggling to come to realization of of identifying of what they are or what they are not Mm. um or have the confidence to go i i don't know who i am now but i I will know in fucking Um, six months or 12 months or whatever and plus it's like I think a lot of people see a lot of gays who go, oh my God, they're so over the top. I'm like, oh, I think a lot of people see that as every gay person is like that. And not every gay, ev- not every gay man or, or, or woman or transgender is like that. But I feel myself is, I think because we had ourselves for so long, then when we feel confident mm. enough to come out, we're like, because you've hid it for so long, it's like, woof. Yeah, you're giving it your all. This is me. I can be myself. Ba-da-da-da-da. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or the people who aren't like that, maybe they've not had to hide themselves for so long because they were strong enough to be whoever they wanted to be in the instant that they, that they knew or kind of felt it. So I feel like that is the, stig- the stigma around it. Like, oh, the gays are dead loud and screamy and all dead queeny and this and that. Like, 
yeah, they are, but they've had to go through a, a lot of dark times and a lot of times by themselves to be like, they couldn't even speak at points. They, they, because if they spoke out, shut up you, you're a fucking queer. Like, yeah. and nobody knows that until like they sit there and go, okay, yeah, they've actually had to and shut up for a really long time. And I think that what then, that overflows into my line of work um, and we've got our, our membership and a few other things that we're doing with different partners is supporting that community now. And I've learned a lot in the last 12 months. And I understand. And I still have to educate myself on it and I'm a part of it because exactly. it's, everything is always, always growing all the time. So from an accessibility perspective to a, to attend a wellbeing facility, you've got a baddie straight away because you're walking and going, well, no one's going to be in there looking like me or, or acts mm-hmm. like me. Um, so accessibility is a big thing for this community. Secondly, um, they're trying to hide most mm-hmm. people, so they're isolating themselves. The biggest struggle, biggest risk to mental health, and the and the exacerbator of suicide is isolation. Mm-hmm. It's the biggest thing. So then, then they talk about suicide is that they just can't fucking cope. Mm. Like, I don't know the statistics off the top of my head. I'm not going to pretend that I do, but t- statistically, based on what we're doing around this community, is that it doesn't take a rocket science to to see through the struggle mm-hmm. and so we're going ah mm-hmm. and then comes over there ah and if you if you're not strong enough you're strong enough you've mm-hmm. clearly in your now strong enough to go back and say yeah I had to do dancing mm-hmm. and everything else that's followed after that you are a strong individual where some people aren't as strong and haven't survived and mm-hmm. you haven't thrived where yeah it's true not that you're one of the lucky ones but on some level you've got the capacity to go fuck off I'm not asked about what you yeah. think where some people can't even put their hand up yeah, yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean so I think you should I think you should speak about it more from a I don't think you do speak about enough but not enough about you about like mm. this is what I've done and I think this is hopefully a starting point of you doing it more often so then young people young lads young girls older people who, mm. who haven't got that strength to come out because now they might be in a relationship or they're in a certain environment that they can't come out um, I think this will hopefully be some people will watch and go okay I've been educated a little bit about that or if Adam can do it I can do it mm-hmm. if Craig can improve and look what he's built then I can do it so that's that's what I thought would be good speaking about that um, have you got anything else to add? Around this particular topic, I um, think I think it'd be maybe worthwhile speaking about something. A little. I always say, um, don't be someone else because there's already a someone else. There's no one like you. So, like I say to I like because there could be kids in my school who aren't comfortable enough yet. Mm. Um, so I I I say to them like like n- n- never ever doubt yourself because because everyone sometimes in the room doubt doubt you if if it's in an audition space i try and speak on on that term of it but then they could take it in a diff in the different way um but like never lose yourself because i don't think like there's been times where oh my god yeah i have lost myself and i've gone like oh my god i'm on the ship in the middle of this ocean blah 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 but like and I don't think I ever really, really lost myself because I don't think I would have the brand and everything what I have now mm. because I, w- I wouldn't have had the strength to keep on going. 
I think um, sometimes you have to f- um, lose yourself to find to yourself. Find yourself, yeah. It's that cliche saying it. You have to take the goods with the bads. Yeah, and I think the bad is being discriminated against, called names, mm. but then that builds that strength. Mm-hmm. You're like, fuck off, I'm doing it anyway. Do yeah. you mean I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be here doing what I do. <laughs> I just had a flashback <laughs> of. So <laughs> can I speak about having a fight? Do you really want one? Is that bad though? Don't know. Well, run out of time, like so maybe. Well, I speak dead, dead fast. Um, basically, I was walking to school. It was lashing down. I remember. It feels like this is a, like a movie scene. Um, it was like wind and rain. <sighs> Major <Major-rail. Rail. laughs> Sponsor me. Um, so basically, I was walking to school. It, it was at the top of Minand Road. Oh yeah. And. I remember this lad, he was either in, like, remember when it was West and Derby? Yeah. And the forms wouldn't mix? Yeah. Um, and he was in the other side, and he he walked past, and he was with his mate or something, and and he said something, I don't know, most, most like, e, you fucking little queer. And at this day, I don't know why, but I was with all my mates, who are now gay also, yeah. No one spoke about it, but it's like all the gays just, just went made together. Safety in numbers, isn't it? It's like, but we didn't know at the time. Yeah. And then now we were all old to be like, oh yeah, he's all gay Ops. as well. Yes, yes, yes for him. Um. So basically, one day I thought, who are you talking to? You absolute ming. I will knock you clean out. <laughs> at the time, I was really shitting myself, thinking I'm gonna get knocked out before <laughs> school. But I thought, no, don't take the piss out of me. And think it all hard in front of your mates because I don't care if you're straight or gay. I don't care. I'll have a fight and I'll. Yeah. And I think that's because how like where we lived and how what we grew up. what you had to go through and to protect yourself, you have to speak up. Like yeah. like you have to maybe have an argument to. We to don't we don't be, come from the countryside. To not say that the countryside are weak, but we we don't come from a. Do you know what I mean? A soft environment from a built a built up town to be like. You're not respected if you don't speak up. And you don't protect yourself, you'd be seen as weak. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of <laughs> this kid was like, You queer or whatever he said. Um, oh, you're gay and all that. And I just turned around and went, What have you just said? Or something. And he and he said it again. <laughs> and I walked over and went, Boom. I went, Say say it again. <laughs> and then he said it. I don't know what to come over me. I grabbed him. I Oh, your microphone! What a fucking kill you! Meatball Molly, yes. Um, and basically <laughs> threw him on the floor. Now I, I got on top of him, and I was like, "That on, on the neck." I went, "Say it again, say it again." I think that day just think had you just you, you had you, enough. You got overflowed with the amount of shit. <laughs> the kids was on the floor. It was same age as me, and was going. <laughs> but I think because I just was like so. M- Maybe that week I, I just had enough. Too much shit going on. And yeah. he was one of the the last person who said. I think the last story I want to finish with you because I say, I, say I, I think you know what one I'm going to say when we went and costed in Christmas and injury. Oh yeah, that's funny. So I'm going to go. I'll there. get to that now. But okay, then I, I, I want to say that story. Yeah, I know. Right. But I turned around and then I just got up off the floor and I walked away and I was like, and my mate was like, I don't like what I went. And I remember not I remember not speaking. They were walking behind me and I just walked straight into form. 
That's just the, the same of energy come out of you. And I sat there and I was like that. And I, I remember, but do you remember when you used to pick your options in school? Yeah. Then they used to mix West and yeah. Derby. He he was in one of my classes. He was in my art but he class. He never fucked you though, though, did he? He stayed over there and didn't speak for, for the next two years. He didn't say a word. didn't say absolutely on. Bullies but get bullied. I'm not a fighter, but... I think that day I was like, I've had enough, yeah. and you... You found you in the fight, though. You absolutely got it. You found you in the fight. <laughs> now I think, who did I think I was? But I, I got on top of him, and that is neck. I was going, say it again, say it again. <laughs> and now I'm thinking, Adam, you can't do this. But then but I you, thought... You're not exposed to that type of stuff now, though, are you? Like, yeah, back so. then, you was like, it was probably every day, some little shit just fucking piss you off. It's like, right, that's enough. And you that spike here, and... All that, I thought, don't come for me. Where was he from when he had Spike here? Don't know. So I want to tell you this last story and then, then we'll finish because it's a fucking good one. And if... if oh, uh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? So Adam is, flamboy- Adam is flamboyant and he can be seen as, as like, oh, it's only Adam. But this story sums up Adam far greater than I And I imagine. really love fashion. Like, obviously not today, guys. But, but like, I am fashion. You are, fa- you, you are quite fashionable. So we went in Costa. Quite. In Chris, kind of. So we went in Costa. Kind in of. Chris, <laughs> let me finish the story. Just give me my props. I'm good at fashion. It's good at fashion. So then we went into Costa at Christmas. Was it Aintree we went in? Yeah. In Aintree. I have walked in first, my sister, and then Adam walked in second, and Adam's in a bright burgundy velour trachy, aren't you? How can burgundy be bright? Well, it felt bright. With all the shiny bit on it. It had a zip across there. Yeah, it was falling out there. It and was from Boohoo. Not, I loved that, it. Not, not that that's, being out there is not a good thing, because I love Adam the way he dresses. I think he's hilarious. Um, but <coughs> It's not funny. It's fashion. He, he, I'm not fashionable, am I? Mm, yeah, we can, you can say that again. I'm all in black constantly. So then we walked Hashtag in. hoodie. Heather, my <laughs> sister. Then Adam and his uh, spectacular velour track, he wasn't it? And then I was behind him. Mm. Being scouts, you pick up on little cues, yeah. don't you? Like you're always on fucking standby, if ready to fucking go. Like, like if, you're always if ready. If I see a person go and move, and you'd ride on it, and 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 whisper. Now I go, and I just stared at them like. So, so then go on, we we walked in, and there was these like four plazzy drug dealers basically did all thinking about going. Yeah, lad, fuck. No, I'm sure man. they were where he's. Did he wasn't? I'm sure. No, he was. One had a high. He was. Yeah, one had high vis on. But you're all acting a certain way, wasn't yeah. he? He's all on these all two couches, and the games. Costa was fucking heaving on it. It's Christmas on a retail park. It's heaving. Walked in, <laughs> I clocked and looked at Adam. I want to die. I clocked and looked at Adam, and I went. <laughs> and before I could say anything, because I went to, like I was like, like that, Adam went. <laughs> hey, <laughs> <laughs> who are you talking to? Like that, and the lads went. What? And I and I just I looked at Adam and Adam was like ready. Oh, no, I went off. Yeah. I and it was boot. I was heaving. shouting over the <laughs> in the car. Costa was booming. Oh, so <laughs> must be one of them I'm days so again. So sorry, I, all them people. So then Adam like like he said the fella like just looked at Adam and it was and Adam went who are you talking to like that to the to the, to the and then I said to I said to all of them, I was like, who are you talking about now? Who are you talking about? You're I looking at me. You're talking about me. And you whispered into him, and I went. <laughs> I was going to help Adam and like try and suppose like he doesn't need a meal. <laughs> he's he's clearly I'm shaking now because I feel ashamed. I know I am. I was like, like I, I find it frustrating. But then 
so you, you said your piece and the lad went, um, no, no. He and just I, shut up. Just shut up, didn't he? Didn't fucking say anything. And I'm sure they left. And then I oh, went, did we leave because no, there no, was we, no we, seats or something? I think, I think you went, I'm out, I'm, get, I'm going. But you went, yeah. Mm. In, in the Costa, that's fucking booming. Mm. Everyone's got like Christmas bags and all the rest. And you're like, mm. proper <laughs> sassy fans from day But that shows like Adam's metamorphosis into something mm. that's like... Love that way. Like, you want to start something, I'll go for it. But I'll also throw my bag at you at the mm-hmm. same time. Like he just doesn't fuck about. And again, that's the scouse trait. The the confidence you built up, the resilience that you brought, the resilience that you, you've developed. Because there's always going to be that critical person mm-hmm. in the room, isn't it? That was only maybe, what, four years ago? Yeah. Four years ago. But I thought it would be f- good to finish on that st- that, that story. Um, so thank you, Adam. So the moral of the story is, guys, Don't fuck with <laughs> just watch your mouth when you're around me. Yeah, because he will, he will make you look like a knobhead in Costa. And I can be the nicest person. But, guys, I'm a Scorpio, so there's a sting in the tail. Peace, um, bitches. Thank you, Adam, for coming to do the thank podcast. Thank you for having me. Um, Loved it. More podcasts coming soon. See you later. <laughs>